Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Deadlock Podcast. This is episode number 10. I'm James, one of the co-founders of Deadlock, and joining me today is Tony, one of the other co-founders. We get a little more serious than usual at some points in today's podcast as we discuss the Jordan Miles situation, WWE allowing the workers to be held as pawns in some sort of big business game of chess with Saudi Arabia. At some points, we're not too serious as we talk about JR saying, wubba lubba dub dub. I think it's time to break all this stuff down. The boys are back in town, Dennett. Oh my God, it's Pickle Rick. Ah, I want Sash, Wobble Lubba Dub Dub. Shit, Pickle Rick. I Pickle Rick. That's all I, I. My friend asked me about that. He said, "Did the dude from the that jumped on the the McDonald's table show up?" I'm like, "Damn, they should have got him. They're really, <laughs> they're really into doing this. They should have committed." I'll never yeah, forget that, that video. Every time I think about that, that's all I think about. Is that, <laughs> is that dude just jumping on the thing? That sums up the culture of Rick and Morty for me right there. Yeah, this week was an interesting week of uh, wrestling between the Pickle Rick, Wubba uh, Lubba Dub Dub on AEW, <laughs> and then uh, in WWE we had uh, Triple H and his NXT brethren invading on SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was something, and we're going to be talking about all that kind of stuff, and... Uh, I think they had a pay-per-view, also the Crown Jewel thing. I didn't want. Did you watch that? I caught the Fiend match because that's like really all I cared about. Actually, the oh, uh, the the Fiend won. He won the match. He did win after thirty shitty curb stomps. By the way, they they did that gimmick all over again. So that move is they, just retired. Did at they this wrestle? Point. Did they wrestle a regular match? I no, didn't watch they went this up, match. They threw him into like a light box and exploded, then fire, wow. then. The Fiend just sits up, and then Seth Rollins loses. That's it. You know, part of me was kind of wishing they would just re- wrestle a regular match. Like, they go from a big cartoon mallet and uh, death to just, like, lock, wrist locks. Could you and, imagine and if they put on, like, a... It was, like, Osprey versus Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just have a regular-ass, like... They go for a five-star wrestling match. Yes, that's uh, that's about the way to be Fiend, Like, 30-minute rest hold on The Fiend? Yeah, he oh, just puts yes, The Fiend to go. sleep. That's what, that's what it should have done. Like, it... Your regular Orton Cena match where Orton puts the, the headlock on for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he just sits it. on it. That's what he should have done. Yeah, yeah, wrenching <laughs> it in real good. You like that, Fiend? He's like, no, I don't like this shit. I'm trying to get home yeah. and watch the damn Saints You know what's, fant- what's fantastic is even after that, he still Seth Rollins still got booed in Saudi Arabia. Like, he, still he got booed, booed in Saudi Arabia? For the stomps, people don't want the Fiend to lose. They Was do he not on want the Fiend this week? to lose. Or no, he's on Raw. Right? He's on fiend Raw. Fiend is... Who, who's on fiend? what show dude i don't know anymore the fiend won the title the fiend is on smackdown right now. that's what so i'm the, saying but the fiend was on smackdown already but he won the universal title so he's on raw no Correct. he's on smackdown and brock lesnar said this company sucks i'm going to raw so they just traded titles how why why can't okay you know we'll because talk. they, well, they no, no, hold on, time because out. We'll they mess up the brand split in one week <laughs> That's what and I'm one saying. Week, it took one up. week. <laughs> it's been one week since you <laughs> fucked this up. <laughs> we need a music guy to make that. Pedro, get on that. Yeah, Pedro, make some music. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been one week since you screwed up the brand split. <laughs> Uh, yo, you'll notice me and Tony this week. Marcus isn't. Marcus has has not returned because Marcus is in the middle of moving. He became the you, lead of digital marketing for the Washington Redskins football you team. You 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 fucked it all up, James. What do you mean? Is that not the team you did? Was you, we were supposed to say that Marcus signed with the Redskins. Like it was supposed to be a big deal, and he like people would think he's playing for the Redskins. No one would have thought Marcus was playing with the Washington <laughs> Redskins. He's the lead of digital marketing for the Washington Redskins. So if you see a you bunch be a of nose guard fucking Chill, wrestling memes on the Redskins Twitter, you know who did it. <laughs> Just be if aware. If he doesn't do the fiend in a Redskins jersey oh my God. on that he, social media Twitter, he needs I'll to be, be an ally. Upset. If he does not go on Twitter and post about the fiend on the Redskins, I will be so upset with Marcus. Oh my God, I'll be so upset. We had uh, we had a couple of things happen this week, also with Deadlock in general. Uh, one, we put up pre-orders for a new T-shirt that we're that we were doing for Halloween. Um, it's a Texas Deathmatch '93 shirt. And of course, you know what that means. Cactus and Vader. We talk about that almost every episode. It feels like uh, it's a really, really sweet T-shirt. So, uh, you know, we're not it's a limited quantity. So we're not going to be stocking it any more than it's already stocked. So get your hands on it while you can. Pre-orders are up right now. We all we already had a ton of pre-orders, which was really, really cool. It's actually about to be the highest selling shirt that we've had yet. So that's like really, really yeah, cool. it's fantastic. And it's not just for Halloween. You can wear it for Christmas. Thank you. Where this is Thanksgiving. Yeah, show up to Valentine's Day with your bloody ass Katniss Jack shirt. <laughs> we ship literally fantastic. anywhere too. Yeah. I love it. The artist did a fantastic freaking job on this. Like we asked for this design and like nailed it. First, first go around. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was dope because he sent it over. He said, you want me to change anything? I said, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare because it's just it's really really nice so we actually already ordered the shirts they'll be here soon i put on the website that it'll take a few weeks to uh get the t-shirts but it'll probably end up coming here even sooner than you know we imagined just because i already put in the order and everything so um you can head over to shop.deadlockpw.com check that out like i said we ship literally anywhere in the world so it doesn't matter where you live you live in the uk or saudi arabia or literally anywhere it does not matter <laughs> you go you do whatever you want you pick a shirt up um, this we is also, not, the, this is not just to do with like the, the drop. This is like a limited drop. So we also do have like a fall drop coming too. Yeah. We actually, we already got, we're also working on new designs right now. So keep that in mind yeah, yeah. too for the future. Um, speaking of different shirts also, uh, we actually have a few more shirts that we found when we, uh, that we ship, we changed up the shipping of the shirts. So like mm-hmm. I have the shirts now here. Um, so mm-hmm. I went in and did stock. Again, just kind of checking the inventory for the sizes. We actually found a few more short sleeve Tiger Mask shirts. I know Ooh, I know okay. a few people had asked me about it. Um, we actually have a few more larges that I found in the box. So if you were trying to get a Tiger Mask shirt and you couldn't because it was sold out in your size, um, just be sure to check that out. And uh, there should be a few more. I think there's only like one or two left. So, uh, you know, check that out. Like I said, shop.deadlightpw.com. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. The merch is like a, a big deal for us just because like we just put a lot of thought and like time into it. We just want to make it the best we possibly can. And because you need those cool wrestling shirts because none of those nerdy ones with one liner text. This is, this is cool stuff. Yeah, no nerd shit. Okay. We only do Cactus Invader shirts. That's actually our, <laughs> and our next drop is going to be Sans. <laughs> yeah, Sans and Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. <laughs> Got to make a JR okay. shirt with Pickle Rick. <laughs> Wubba lubba dub dub. Say wubba lubba dub dub JR. Say it. He got put on the spot by his caliber, man. He said, say that shit. Oh, speaking of uh, Katniss Invader, also, 
Patreon's been updated quite a bit. Uh, we had all the Patreon stuff come through. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to read off all the names this month, uh, which Let's we go. have. We have freaking over. We have 40 freaking patrons, which is kind of nuts. Um, and we put up some really dope stuff this week. Uh, we ended up putting up a Hidden Gems video, uh, which is from a recording we did that didn't make the air, uh, where I talked about how we, how me and Tubby, uh, just the origins of the 24-7 Action Championship, some of the dumb shit we talked about doing and thought about doing. Like, at one point, I was going to have Tubby smack me with light tubes. That didn't happen, <laughs> thank God. And <laughs> I talk about why that didn't idea. happen. Yeah, we, I, I go about all that stuff. Um, that's up there for, for literally any patron. So if you're in the $1, $5, $10, doesn't matter. Uh, you'll be able to see it. Me and Tony also recorded a special video for the shirt drop where we watched a little bit of Halloween Havoc 93. We watched the Cactus Invader match. We watched the cold open with Tony Schiavone where he was like scaring a bunch of little kids. Uh, and we also watched where Vader spun the wheel and we try to figure out what the hell a Prince of Darkness match is. So <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm assuming it's Ozzy Osbourne coming out and just... We have to get I Tony Schiavone to answer the question for us. He's... Did you see on Twitter, he actually redid the cold open from Halloween Havoc. I did see that. That, that was, was actually insane. I popped so hard for that. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe he just did this. It was really, you really good. give us something better. We're leaving. <laughs> you guys have to watch that video, man. If you become a patron now, you know, next month, next week, the video will be there for you. Just hopefully you get a chance to check it out at some point because I think it was it was a really, really funny video. Uh, the and kid, what's the, the best is that it's the one dollar Patreon tier, so like literally anybody can get it for yeah. just well, buck. You can't find that. That's you can't that, get a uh, cup of Joe for a buck anymore. You can't. You really can't even get but a McDouble for a dollar anymore. You can go to Deadlock on Patreon and get your get your exclusive content. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash Deadlock PW. You can head over there. Um, really quick, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who uh, stayed patrons or became a patron this month. I appreciate Woo! you guys. Yeah, you let's really go. Do, uh, you help make this happen. So thank you. Uh, in the $10 tier, we had Blake Xavier, Brooks Nose, Cherry Chase, Corndog, Dada Too Toxic, Dylan McNeil, Good Crescent, Just Omega Man, Levi Hollowich, Mike C, Nick Jai, Teeny Weenie Boy, That King Ooh. for a Day, and X Jag. I appreciate you guys. Uh, we had a couple in the $5 Becoming Deadlock tier, which was Dylan Adams, Jose Garcia, Julian Bolin, and Slick Johnny. And of course, at the $1 tier, the support deadlock tier, we had Akai James, Austin, Big V827, Buttercup 3, Chicken Nugget, <laughs> CM Razor 3, <laughs> Christian Valencia, Dustin Johnson, Jalen Carter, James Hodges, Josh and Bowling, Marcus Brown, Matt Cook, Mont Sexton. That is such a great name. Nermian, Nicholas Wheeler, Schmitty Harry, Schmitty, <laughs> Tiger Man 66, Yodi, Yure Otaku, Zach Draw, and Zekro. Thank you guys so much, man. Uh, like I said, you guys really do help this happen, and uh, I hope that you get something or uh, feel good about doing it. Uh, we had a couple of gimmicks that I get to read to Tony that I made up here. They're great. Ooh, let's way. go. Yeah, so I got a couple of gimmicks here um, for people that became $10 patrons. If you become a $10 patron, that's one of the gimmicks you get. You get your own gimmick on the air. Um, it's a gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Gimmick, 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 gimmick me gimmick. up, brother. Gimmick, brother. We had gimmick, gimmick. Uh, Blake Xavier, Good Crescent, and Michael Robinson. So I had to come up with a few things here and... Like I said last week on the podcast, Blake Xavier was always going to get an X Men gimmick, and uh, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what I gave him. Let's 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 get it. All right, so Blake Xavier, his gimmick is Professor Charles Kirby. You know where I came up with that name? 
Professor Xavier from X Men. Yeah. So Kirby I just, is your yeah, favorite video game of no, all time. Well, that I guess. But Jack Kirby <laughs> drew Professor Xavier. He he helped Stanley come up with it. So uh, Stanley. I mean Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> so Professor Charles Kirby. His finisher is the X bomb, which is an iron claw bomb. Ooh, Here's his backstory here. A once talented science professor, Charles Kirby decided that he wanted to take his life down a different path after getting ridiculed by kids every day about being a big ass nerd. After <laughs> attending a local professional wrestling event, Charles signed up for classes where he learned the trick of the trade. Now one of the smartest men in the business, along with his slick tongue and charm, Charles Kirby can talk his way out of anything and fight his way over anyone with his X-Bomb finisher. Ooh, all right. I love it. Love da, da. it. Love it. Da, da. That's hot. The X-Bomb, <laughs> no. That, that's the move right there. That, that's that good shit. That's we it. had a good crescent. His gimmick is Dirty Philip Belmont. His finisher Ooh. is the knee to face, which is the Busaiku knee that Daniel Bryan does, or as uh, Xavier likes to call it on AEW, the sexy Chucky knee. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I tell you? I ever tell you about the sexy Chucky knee? I don't, I don't know. Did I, did I, I don't know if I ever linked you to it or not, but uh, yeah. So like Exc- Excalibur would always call it the sexy Chucky knee, and Trent hated, fucking just hated that that he called it that, and he tweeted the he tweeted he's like. Can someone tell Excalibur to stop fucking calling it the sexy Chucky knee? <laughs> so Excalibur on AEW, it's a sexy Chucky knee. <laughs> and that is why he calls it that. And then Jim Ross is like, what are you talking about? Don't and use what that, is that Why is he not going for the pin off the snap suplex? <laughs> JR, can you please let the boys just work? Please. All right. So Dirty <laughs> Philip Belmont, uh, his backstory. Philip grew up in a middle class household, but Phillips was always down with the motherfucking streets. With his skateboard and his Jinko jeans, Phillips set out at 18 to find his own calling in life. After tagging up a building one night with a big-ass penis, Phillips saw Ooh. a flyer for pro wrestling school. He got his nickname Dirty because he does what he needs to do to get the win, and whether that be cheating or straight-up cheesing countouts like a big-ass loser, Philip Belmont does what he needs to do to win a match. I love it, dude. I don't think the countout is, is underutilized in pro wrestling. Why don't more people go for a countout? Because they see everybody online at WWE2K do it, and they're like, this fucking shit. <laughs> I would. I'm going to be a wrestler where I just throw people out of the ring and try and get yeah, that's a, by countout. Yeah, that's a big heel thing. I think that could really get over. Like, you just get them well, out. Especially if you're a champion. Bruh. Yeah, why don't they should, they should do that in real life. Like, people, they should throw them out of the ring and then, like, like go for the countout. They get back in the ring. You stay out of the ring, and then you just cheese taunts just do the do the do the, <laughs> do the, do the do cactus the, do the cactus arm or the uh the throat cut one where you just go yeah 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 the cactus yeah. arm <laughs> except one time you accidentally go ooh uh, and set yourself up for disaster <laughs> that dude that's oh my god if they're gonna if Kenny Omega's gonna if his new gimmick is big gamer loser nerd he definitely has to do that where he's like yeah 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 cactus taunt cactus taunt cactus taunt that would be so cheesy you should literally do a apex tournament to find a tag partner in AEW. that'd be fantastic yeah i mean he's already all in on the whole big nerd loser geek gimmick so he might as well go keep going <laughs> all right and the last True. guy uh michael robinson his gimmick is out of time mike fox his finisher mm. is the blink driver which is a michinoku driver and his backstory is mike fox is always out of time 
whether it's trying to finish a test in school, trying to take a shit before work starts, or trying to finish a match before the time limit. Mike Fox currently holds the world record for most time limit draws in professional wrestling because every single time he tries to hit the blink driver, he's just out of time, Tony. To this day, no one's kicked out of it because time doesn't allow anyone to kick out of it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Procrastination. Got like a one of those glasses that you turn upside down and the that's his Tron. Time's the hourglass. <laughs> yeah, the hourglass. got one of them glasses. <laughs> well, I couldn't think of the name of it. Shut up. He's got to have a knife too, right? Something. Doesn't everybody have a knife? Out of time, time zone. <laughs> what do you got there? A knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to spit on my drink. Everyone's got a freaking knife. <laughs> You're going to die. All right, so can we, can we talk about AEW first, man? Wubba Lubba Dub Dug. Pickle Rick is JR. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Pickle Rick night. At AEW. AEW, Pickle Rick. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they had a little mask and everything. They had uh, they had Morty and Rick mask. They had the best friends come out. as, as yeah, Justin Roiland on commentary going, oh, this is uh, Pickle Rick. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Whatever his means. Yeah, what's going on here? Uh, but I, I will legitimately say that JR saying Wubba Lubba Dub Dub was maybe top that five was fantastic. This week. And Excalibur was like, I got to get him to do this. Like. That's he a, definitely like a, that was definitely he, they definitely said Excalibur say Wubba Lubba Dub Dub and he went off script and said no JR no, I'm guaranteed it was like Kenny and Cody and all them were like you gotta get Jim Ross to say this and they're like just slide this over and tell him to say J- it JR's reading off the sheet Wubba Lubba Dub Dub oh that's perfect thank you so much and now that'll be a soundbite for the rest of his life that he'll never be able to escape that was fantastic though I of almost was during the best friends match so that was fantastic too yeah, it's uh, it's even more funny because the best friends shit on all sort of sellout shit like that in wrestling, and then they get the best friends to do that. It's like, welcome to the big times, Chucky. <laughs> even Orange Cassidy was in gear for it, dude. Yeah, Fantastic. I was wow. I was like, okay. Um, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I I thought you know it was funny because it was self aware of how dumb this whole thing is. You know, I, I thought it was it was whatever. It was okay. Well, it did remind me that show's coming back because I totally forgot because I haven't watched I mean, Rick and Morty in a while, man. I think I stopped good, watching man. it after Dude Man jumped on top of the counter and said, Pickle Rick! I said, that's, <laughs> that's it for me. I'm checking out. I'm checking out on Rick right, and Morty. I'm going to go now. I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to head out. <laughs> you, yeah. You could just binge it on Hulu if you care, but if not, it's I mean, fine. yeah, I mean, I have to. I got to get my IQ up. So hopefully I can get through that. AEW <laughs> over here. Uh, they, they announced, by the way, we talked about this the other week. Uh, they announced Rick and Morty before they announced the women. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 Tony, they signed a new woman and they just, they put, they didn't even, they didn't even announce that she was going to be on the show. They didn't even announce yeah, they, that. I'm that like, is what is true, going yeah. on? But they're like, Pickle Rick! Pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's a conversation to be had about how AEW is presenting the women's division when they're, instead of announcing this new person they signed to a three year deal versus a uh, woman that just moved to America. It was like a America. casual tweet. It was just yeah, a casual like, tweet. Hey, check it out. She's about to wrestle. And the whole show, they're like, Pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a conversation to be had about about the women's division and maybe uh, what what's not happening here. To be fair, Tony Khan spent a lot of money on those contracts that he signed these people to, so he's going to have to sell out a little bit here to do the Pickle Rick and the Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, the Jay and Silent Bob stuff. I almost forgot about that completely until you just mentioned it. I saw that um, I saw that Kevin Smith I saw he posted something on Twitter about um, Spider-Man. 
I think he said that MCU Spider-Man is better than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Uh, which is just fucking wrong. I mean, it's just wrong. Right? I mean, that's just wrong. I mean, like, we're just lying on Twitter, I guess, is what Spider-Man we're doing. Spider-Man 3 is the greatest movie of all time. So. Yeah, I mean, like, the same Raimi Spider-Man movies are incredibly better than the shallow, fucking forced Spider-Man MCU garbage. Ooh, we're going to build a world. Ready. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it's pedestal here, dude. All right, let's look at it. Let's look at a. Let's look at, like, a scale. One had bone saw, one did not. Like, what else do you need? Like, <laughs> what, do you need one had Bruce Campbell, one did not. Like, what else do you need here to to for me to explain to you that the Sam Raimi joints were better than you know what I mean? Kevin Smith, yeah. you're not allowed to be back on AEW, buddy. So enjoy. <laughs> and you got and you got blacklisted from WWE because you went to AEW. So that have fun true. in limbo. You're never going anywhere, buddy. He'll show up in NWA. It's gonna happen. Oh God! Yeah, he'll show up in NWA and he'll talk about comic books, and then Nick Aldis will kick his ass. That ain't a, <laughs> that ain't a manly thing to talk about now, brother. <laughs> get you, get some peach fuzz. That's all I think about when I watch NWA. Is like they're about to start cutting. <laughs> if they don't Bunch do a man doing men stuff, dude. If they don't do a Manscaped promo on on NWA, that is such a missed opportunity for them. Especially because Manscaped is going to literally everybody right now and saying like, "Hey, like you want to do a crossover." If NWA doesn't do a shave your balls gimmick on the TV show, they have That's right up Tim Storm's alley, dude. Tim Storm shaving his balls. Tim Storm loves shaving his balls and teaching kids. <laughs> oh, and wrestling, I guess. He likes that a little if bit. We just too. give Jim Cornette the read. I'd love that. Please make that happen. Jim Cornette. Let him read the ball shaving. It'd be Someone's got to read it. How about uh, Eddie Kingston? That'd be cool. Let's do hey, it. partner. <laughs> <laughs> Shave your balls. Oh, so is that he kicks you. He's talking about his balls. Yeah, like sounds shit. about right. Sounds about right. So we had Pickle Rick uh, on AEW. Speaking of the women's division, we also had Ikari Shida coming over to the United States. She now lives here. Uh, I'm not sure if she got a house or if she got an apartment or whatever the case may be, but she has a long-term deal with AEW. You trying to dox her? Yeah, yeah. We got to figure out the information. <laughs> Where you Get at? Bix. Bix. We need the information. <laughs> So uh, Hikari Shida's in the United States now. She's on a long-term deal with AEW. Um, I'm not sure that means that she can't take any Japanese dates because Kenny Omega was just on DDT Ultimate Party the other night. uh, And they also have a working relationship with DDT. Not that Hikari Shida worked DDT a lot or anything, but like there's a possibility for her to work with, I guess, AEW companies that they're partnered with. So Mm -hmm. she could do that. Yeah, it's probably the partnered companies, I'm sure. Um, she fine. does Makai, which is a uh, almost like a play with wrestling, which is pretty interesting. Okay. You can watch that on YouTube. She could also, I think, I think she can still do that. Um, but of course, AEW has to take priority over anything that she does. So, Hikaru Shida face Shauna. Um, I know that she worked Stardom. That's pretty. I haven't even seen too much from her Stardom run. Um, I just know she was there. Um, and I know that I remember her being in TNA for a small bit of time. She was actually, uh, she was pretty solid. The match was good. The match that they ended up working on TV, um, you know, that I didn't expect it to go that way. I didn't even know mm-hmm. they signed her. I don't know if they signed her before the show or after the show, um, but she ended up signing full time and they announced it after the match. I expected Sheeta to just barrel roll through her. I thought they were going to build, you know, like build her up and like, just yeah, like, yeah, right, like yeah. smack her around a little bit. That didn't fucking happen. They went, they went like pretty long was it a two seg match i mean i remember there was a commercial break in between at least once or twice yeah i think so yeah um crowd once again like the crowd translations that's going to be the roughest thing for them is like 
AEW doesn't present their women's division as like a, they definitely don't present it on the same level as any of their other divisions, period. Um, and you set that precedent for your crowd. And then like, there are, they already know that this doesn't matter as much as your tag. Yeah. doesn't matter as much as uh <laughs> wubba lubba dub dub, uh, orange Cassidy. <laughs> so, we didn't even know there was a new woman signed until after, you know, yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. They didn't say anything. They literally posted a tweet right as they went to commercial before the match. They said, Hey, Karuji is up next on Twitter. It's like, Dude, okay, so you didn't announce this before the show. You didn't announce this at the beginning of the show. They, that's the, that was the biggest thing is they didn't even announce it at the beginning of the show. They announced it right as it was happening. And it's just like you have to set like a precedent for these women to where like they mean more than the way that they are right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're like they feel like an afterthought. Yeah. In AEW. Yeah, and I don't know if that'll change. You know, they're they're in an interesting position right now where like Riho's working Japanese dates quite a bit. She's a champion in Japan also. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheeta wasn't moved to the United States yet. You know, obviously there's some things, especially because I think they're going to run the division around Riho and Sheeta for the most part and Awesome Kong because you, you saw Brandy acting like a witch, right? Or whatever. She was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to run. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Well, the other week she was like, <laughs> yeah, that was awful. That was the worst thing I ever seen. And now she's like putting on makeup or something. What was she doing? She's like, I don't know what she was doing. It was wild. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It seems like she's, kind of transitioning into a manager position for awesome Kong. Um, yeah, which is probably best case scenario. If she has to be on TV, like if she absolutely has to, then like that's mm-hmm. better than her working. Right. I feel like they were trying to build around like Kylie Ray and stuff. And then she left for whatever reason that was. So that was going to be like their main focus probably. And then yeah, yeah. Britt Baker now, which I don't think is delivering at all. Yeah, no, I don't. So I think maybe pivoted, that's just honestly. what it. Maybe they're like pivoting. They're kind of like, ah, we got to figure out what this women's <laughs> division actually is. Ah, that's not because <laughs> we were gonna do Kylie Ray. She left, then we got Britt Baker. I guess we got Brandy. What are we gonna do? What? Are we? And then they're just like, all right. So once they, I'm, I'm thinking once they figure it out, and they get like all of it taken care of, like it'll be better. But for now, they're in like a growing pains. I think. I think that that is a very good way to say it. That they got a little too big for their britches a little too quick maybe and like i mean the tag the tag thing that we had later on in the evening was cool don't get me wrong like that was dope um mm-hmm. the, the the main event scene right now with the inner circle and stuff that's dope but like it very obviously do we have a lag behind for whatever they're trying to pull with the women right i mean like, yeah yeah very exactly. obviously so um it would be cool like because i mean i genuinely tune into the show to see what like Hikari Shida and Riho are doing or if Yuka Sakazaki you know she's coming back in December mm-hmm. it seems like um, by the way Yuka Sakazaki won the uh, Princess of Princess Championship last night at DDT Ultimate Party so she could be coming back to AEW with that championship so that's alright let's that's go pretty dope. Um, yeah that match she had last night was fantastic and like Yuka, Yuka got over on AEW uh, almost immediately just by existing like it was kind of yeah, crazy pretty much yeah yeah she like she just was there and it, it's just i don't know there's some like uh x factor that that a lot of these women have that aew has a good women's roster they just need to not shit the bed with it like they're currently yeah doing. I, I feel like they're on like limited dates with a lot of these women and when they figure all those dates out they'll be like all right so now we're good well, what did they say when they first started? They're like, well, you know, the Young Bucks will book the tag team division. Cody will book the heavyweight division. 
it's just like Kenny will keep up with the women's stuff and it's just like I feel like Kenny what are you doing man like you let me down over here, Kenny. Gotta play Apex. It's yeah, Kenny they got caught up in a duos game. He said, I don't know, man. Twitch Rivals <laughs> is coming up. I just can't book this women's shit. I don't know Twitch what to rivals. tell you. I don't uh, know what's happening here. So yeah, definitely the Bucks have been taking care of that tag division very well. Very I, well. I feel like we've had infinite tag team matches. Infinite. Yeah. Like every week. Wasn't is last week team. all tag matches? Yeah, tag it was pretty so. much all. It was like they had I think I think the only one that wasn't was Moxley and Pac. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, could happen. That so. was like one of the only ones they had. So it's just like, all right, bro. If we could have like multiple women matches on the card, like, you know, Shido in one match, Riho, like you definitely have the talent there to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely wouldn't put yeah, like, I do. I wouldn't like, I mean, you could tell if, did you watch AEW Dark the other week? Um, I missed it last week. Okay. Yeah, so but... they had a fatal four way between Amy Sakura, um, Sadie Gibbs, Allie, and. I already forgot who else it was. But anyways, the big deal here is Amy Sakura was on the card. So they like, she was working a lot of AEW dates and you have the talent here to do this. Hell, you have a free go-to championship match. Just Riho and Amy Sakura. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You trained her. Just fucking throw her in a singles match and call it a day. Just have her attack her in the back and then just have a fucking match. It's like the, the match is there and Kenny knows it's there. And it's just like, they just don't, they just didn't do it. I'm just like, okay. Um, which is why I think they don't have any long-term plans with the women's division yet. Um, cause they what dr- is the match at full gear? Is it? What is the have women's they even match announced there? one? Do they have? Is it it's Br- next week? Baker? Isn't it? Is it Britt Baker? Do they not? Yeah, it is next week. It is it's on the ninth, Saturday. Um, is no. it Britt Baker? I'm confused. I don't I, know. I think is. they dropped the Aja Kong and Awesome Kong thing. I haven't heard a single thing. I saw. I mean, I, we saw Awesome Kong on TV, but I haven't seen anything else. Maybe there was contract. I feel like there's a lot of contract. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, the only matches they have is Jericho Cody and Moxley Omega, so I don't know what else they got on the What is this card, bro? You got to flesh this baby out quick. You got to go. I mean, this is in a week, man. It's in a week. They have a, Oh, they have a tag match as well. Young Bucks and... Young Bucks. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Young Bucks and Proud and Powerful. That's one. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they so don't even have that on their website yet. So, update your website, Fantastic. Tony. Fantastic. Update Fantastic. your website, Tony. On um, my website. Speaking of Jr. and his Wubba Lubba Dub Dub, that was a highlight of Jr. all evening with him saying Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. The rest Pretty of much. the evening was Jr. questioning every single wrestler. The dude, I was, I was like, I was like, dude, I gotta mute the fucking TV. He did not like every single match. He was questioning wrestlers. Why are they doing this? Why aren't they pinning them here? I'm like. You're not like they're not getting over from this. No one's getting and over. Excal- from this. Excalibur was throwing it in too, though. He was like jumping in on the JR banner. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. He didn't hook the leg. He should have hooked the leg." It's just uh, like what? Like they ne- like that never happened in WWE with JR. Like JR didn't spend any WWE match questioning Bret Hart. He didn't spend anything questioning what Val Venus was doing, shaking his ass and showing off his <laughs> penis. Like he never questioned that once. It's just like. Wh- the I just I won't forget that private party of Lucha Bros shit where Jr. literally just spent the entire match just going, oh. <laughs> it's just like bro, put yeah. this shit over. It's because he doesn't actually enjoy it, and you can tell when he doesn't. You can tell enjoy it. you can tell he doesn't want to be there for any of this shit, and like he'll tell you a hundred times over that he does and that he really cares about this shit, but like you know, actions speak louder than words, my brother. You know what I mean? He like, don't care. He it, don't it, care. He don't want to. You get on TV and it sounds like shit. And I'm like, 
okay, well, if you don't fucking care, then like this is just drain the energy from this match. I wish I wish these companies would have a feed with no commentary, period. Or maybe an Excalibur and Tony Schiavone only feed. I'll take yeah, that but Schiavone was not there half the show. He was in a limo with Cody the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. The fake taxi. <laughs> the fake taxi gonna blow him. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was like weird. really weird audio as well in that taxi. So it was like... I didn't even know. Was that on TV? Or was that like commercial break? No, that was on TV. That, that was whole like segment was on TV where they were just talking in the back of the limo? Yeah, it was like they would cut. It was like throughout the night kind of thing. He's like, yeah, I saw that when I saw your daddy butt ass naked, Cody. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah that's literally weird. what happened. That's literally what happened. <laughs> I was like, damn, is this commercial or no? I was like, because I was watching the fight TV feed. So I was like, I didn't know if that was on TV or not. But he was just like, oh, Cody, I don't know daddy was butt naked. I was like, damn, no, he, was weird. he was literally saying that. Yep, it was, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, that was weird. He was talking about his dad being naked. It was weird. Ah, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. But seriously, that was, uh, it was a weird, but I don't know. I didn't really like it, to be honest. I, I didn't hate it, but I was it. just confused. I was like, huh. It was just very odd to me, to be yeah. honest. So I was kind of like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing with this segment. They're trying to like build it as like this serious thing, like this big serious angle. I'm like, yeah. That's fine. I mean, I'd rather them take it serious than not take it serious. So whatever. I, I mean, guess that's true. That's yeah. their main. I mean, main not everything's going to come out great, but like at least they're trying to take it serious. So I yeah. mean, it's better than nothing. And then they, we'll get, I guess we can continue to talk about it. How like they bamboozled Jericho bamboozled him later. And then Sammy Guevara was backstage. Sammy and- Guevara. <laughs> this dude, Sammy Guevara. He's straight from bang bros, dude. He came from fucking all the milfs. And now he's here on AEW TV. They call him, did you know, did you realize that they call him Spanish God now, not Spanish sex God? So he's just a Spanish God. Yeah, that shit pisses Sammy me Guevara. off, dude. Pisses me off. I'm right going to see now. if I so can find, was- I, I want to find, I wish, I wish I could pull it up on Discord without it disrupting the video thing. Um, but did, did I, did I link you to the picture of the Bang Bros dude that I said was Sammy Guevara? <laughs> I don't think so. God damn it. I wish I, I could get it. Dude, don't look it up first off because you're just going to get porn. I, I uh, Bang Bros, Sammy Guevara, and then I... I have a picture have. on my computer of this dude from Bang Bros. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking Sammy Guevara. You can't fucking trick me. I know this dude is plowing milfs and coming to wrestle afterwards. I'll show you after <laughs> the... Uh, but I'll we sh- had, we had uh, Sammy and Jake Hagar. Were Jake backstage. Hagar? We're beating the crap out of Dustin. Hey, it threw his head up against the car. And then they slammed the door in it. And then he had a real cast on. I wonder if his arm was actually JR was off in this segment too, yeah? Yeah, Oh my God, they're attacking Dustin. They're uh, attacking Dustin. Dustin is getting attacked. Yeah, I'm like, this, bro, can you like any, do you have any emotion left in your entire body? Like, is there any like, can you like not raise your voice at all anymore? In the SmackDown mall. Yeah, he's like, oh, he left a he left a head mark there. Look at that now. Left a head mark on the car. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's like I really don't have anything bad to say about the show most of the time, other than like Jr. on commentary, which I don't know how anyone can like what he does on the product right now. Um, right. I, it's just it's just really really bad. I mean, like I still think Jr. can bring something, but like he obviously isn't. Um, 
and the women's stuff. I mean, the rest of it's pretty good. I mean, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny coming out as Cheyenne Trump on your tail. Oh my god! <laughs> that shit. Was I did the like Moxley stuff. Did you like the Moxley stuff? I thought it was pretty interesting. Where they're like Moxley's like talking the with promo. Tony Khan backstage. Did you he see did, that part? Um, I didn't see. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Where he was in the um, room with him. Yeah, and he's like, why am I put in this stupid box and my match doesn't matter because it's a lights out match and this is stupid. I did like that. I did like that. That was, that was fantastic. That was really good. And his promo they're kinda was making, good. Yeah, they're kind of making Moxley like, oh, well, you're, you're this kind of stupid guy that you were in WWE. And then Moxley's like, no, I'm not. And yeah, I, I actually like really like that a lot. Where like he came, to, he came to AEW because he didn't want to be put in a box and now they're trying to put him in a box too. And he's like, I'm not being fucking put in a box. Like I, I, like, I think that's a really good angle to, to throw with him. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's cool, like a little spin out. He's like, I don't want unsanctioned match because wins and losses matter, and I want to have a record in this company. But if you keep putting me in these matches, <laughs> I'm never going to have a win loss record. Yeah, Tony Khan was like, Well, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, you're just a, you're just not good for business. It's like, Oh, yeah, all right. This is a, we're running this angle. All that right. Was, that was good. I liked it. And then yeah. he comes out and cuts his promo. And yeah, the promo was really, really good because he looked disheveled as hell. He just was like, He was ready to fight somebody right then and there. Being a dope. Peter Avalon. Yeah, hey, Peter's the dude, man. I'd say put him into a high, uh, high profile angle. I mean, drop the Leva Bates thing and let Peter go wild. That dude's actually super talented. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. actually like really, really good. So I would love to see him uh, fuck around with Moxley. Right, they they announced some of the matches for this week. I think they're doing a tag team main event. I think it's Kenny and uh, who was it? It was like Hangman Page and Kenny versus uh, Guevara and Chris Jericho, I think, or something like that. They announced okay. some of the matches, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like a pretty good show. It's it's the go it's the first go home show to the pay per view. Like full year is the first TV pay per view for them. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah, I guess like this is a this is a really big deal this week. So, and as they announced, this is the last one of the year. So, oh, this is they're only doing four pay per views a year. Yeah, so they did they they made a big statement. This is the final pay per view of the year. Make sure you join <laughs> in. Oh, that's all the time I got. <laughs> The um so yeah they had Kenny Omega come out as Sans from fucking Undertale uh he does he did this whole this whole like gimmick where uh he he actually like it was pretty well thought out for a Halloween you know just a Halloween mm-hmm. entrance he got yeah. he got like an animator to actually animate it and like he brought up a Bushi and it had Riho and Michael Nakazawa on it and you know all this stuff and it's just like first off wow they mentioned. You know, they didn't directly say Ibushi, but like, yeah, that was Ibushi with the G1 trophy. So like you could tell. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, it is. Um, it's very obvious. And even Kenny uh, last night or I guess shit this morning on uh, DDT Ultimate Party, he mentioned, you know, he's, he even mentioned New Japan at DDT and stuff. So that was, you know, there obviously feels like there's some sort of band aid being applied to the Bucks and Kenny leaving New Japan and like. Because that relationship mm-hmm. was pretty screwed up. But there definitely right. feels like there's a Band-Aid being applied to it. Especially with, you know, ROH running, like, venues with, like, 30 people. Like, New Japan, obviously, is just... They're they're done. <laughs> New Japan, yeah. they're done. They're done with the ROH thing. Um, they, they took everything they needed from ROH and then left them in the fucking dust. Pretty, um, pretty true, yeah. Because New Japan announced their New Japan of America thing. I, I would not be surprised. The thing is, is though, I... I I don't know. We'll have to see if DDT, New Japan, and AEW can play ball all at the same time. If I had to pick one, I mean, if you if you were to ask most people, they would probably say they want New Japan. But I think that DDT is the better partnership. Um, 
just because they have so much more to offer, they have like a bunch of subsidiaries, you know, that like they have mm-hmm. Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling where Yuka Sakazaki is and stuff. Um, New Japan doesn't, well, New Japan has stardom now, which would be interesting. You know, thinking about like that, actually, I don't know. Both partnerships are pretty lucrative in that sense, you know? Um, yeah. Because Bushi Road owns New Japan and stardom while DDT has DDT, TJPW. You know, they have a bunch of different companies underneath their, their own little thing. Um, but I don't know. I think DDT is probably the one to go with. It was so painfully obvious that Kenny Omega is so far past the DDT shit, though. Like when he was wrestling last night uh, on Ultimate Party, it was Kenny Omega and uh, Riho versus Antonio Honda and Miyu Yamashita. And it was like, it was so obvious that Kenny just has... He's just old. Kenny has just gotten old, man. That's yeah. just the truth of the matter. Like Kenny is just like so far past like comedy spots and like Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like Antonio Honda was carrying the shit out of Kenny this entire match. Like he is so good. Like he is legitimately like one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now. He's he's his comedic timing is just incredible. You can actually watch a lot of his stuff in Gato Move, which you can see on YouTube for free. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, the tag match with Kenny and Rio last night was really, really cool. And it's, you know, it's coming off the heels of, uh, it's coming off the heels of fucking Undertale, Sand, fucking <laughs> right. Kenny Omega, the gamer mode. It's just like, bro, what is this? <laughs> yeah, he's all in on that gamer stuff. Dude, that got a lot of attention too. My fr- dude, my friend at the gym told me, like, he's like, you see this Sans thing from Undertale? I'm like, how did you know about this? It was one, all over like Kotaku. And yeah, stuff, I was like, this and, like, isn't even WWE. You know, that's crazy. It's working, man. It's working. Whatever they're doing. Big gamer energy, bro. Kenny Omega connects with the gamers out there worldwide. He does. It's He's true. dripping drip from the gamer sweat. Not uh, to mention the Young Bucks and their Street Fighter gear. Ooh. Yeah, they just, they already did that, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're I know. lazy. Well, the Young Bucks that's are lazy. Said. Kenny said, I'm going to get a whole fucking animation done. I'm going to mention Ibushi. I'm going to get this big mask. I'm going to come out here in this new attire. And the Young Bucks say, yeah, well, we got this, so. <laughs> that's what you're gonna get did they just now name them the hybrid two is that new or have they been that was a few weeks two? ago they just haven't oh, been okay. on tv since oh yeah. this makes sense yeah i was trying to figure it out because i was like were they always a hybrid two i couldn't remember but um you, the, so they they had the the tag team tournament thing that they ended up crowning the tag team champions um, they had the Rock and Roll Express and they get their ass kicked by proud and powerful the NWA is like fuck yeah use the Rock and Roll Express I'm like Tony Khan's just like alright now beat them up shoot on them now Take power them bombing yeah. through the freaking stage that was fantastic <laughs> beat the hell out of them what'd you, uh, what'd you think about SCU beating Lucha Bros to be honest like I did like a little mock bracket like thinking who's gonna win this whole thing and I had SCU first rounded so that was crazy for them to go do you think that do you I think really, that SCU was always going to win, or do you think it was supposed to be Jurassic Express, but Luchasaurus getting injured kind of messed it up? I do. My pick was Dark. I thought they were all like Dark Order was their like team. That you know, was a good pivot, dude, because Dark yeah. Order was not over, and it's not that they're not talented because I fucking love Dark Order. I love you know they're sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they are definitely not connecting like they thought they would. So like I good pivot i mean if you're gonna go for like a team like it's either lucha brothers or scu right at this point because they're like established they can do it they're like top tier so it's like either one is a good choice there so i think it was great but like honestly like my i was like it's dark order that's the way that it looks like like if it was a wwe it would have been dark order (laughs) dark order right yeah yeah it wasn't so it was like it was cool to see it 
what do cool you think of the finish like, though that was like the big, roll up the roll up yeah so like that was a pretty controversial I, th- I thought it was crazy it was controversial because i thought the finish was hot i thought it was a good like it was a good finish you know lucha bros People saying it's controversial Dude, I got a lot of tweets there because I I, t- I tweeted about it. I said, damn, that was a cool finish. And I had people tweet me, are you serious, bro? I was like, all right, I'm not going to tweet anything else about this. <laughs> it was, yeah, because, uh, you know, they rolled him up. Kazarian jumped across the ring to stop. I don't remember who they rolled up. It was stop either Phoenix or Pentagon. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, that was cool. Like, that was a good finish. It was, it was way better than, like, you know, six Canadian stories in a row to do whatever. It, yeah, well, it's like it SCU cool. had to survive somehow, and that's how they did it. You know, Lucha Brothers, again, as we said, they're like so good. Yeah, incredibly good. Like they're the probably the best wrestling tag team that AEW has. So it's like SCU's got to survive somehow, and a roll up makes sense trying to get that. It's again, it's one of those things where you just have to think about it in like real life. Like, are you going to try and hit your finisher or like, yeah. Go for a roll-up. Like, win any means necessary, I guess. That's how I see AEW's it. AEW's in sort of a pickle Rick right now with that whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, here, where every bad. match every match has to end with some ridiculous ending sequence. Or, you know, people aren't happy with it. Um, you know, like, sometimes... Aubrey sometimes, Edwards on the ref, too. So it was going to get serious here. You know, sometimes a finish being a finish is just cool, you know? Like, if like just beating him is cool, like... I watch, you know, other promotions I watch where like if my if the wrestler I want to win went, you know, if they, it's weird. I don't know. AEW's audience is different than like because mm-hmm. I, I feel like a, a lot of AEW's audience is just like they're just fiending for five star matches. They're just fiending for, you know, these long hauls. And it's just like sometimes just like that's the best way to go. And like I thought that was a super dope finish. Like the roll like because I like the roll up is or the schoolboy or whatever the hell they did was whatever. Mm-hmm. What was really cool was Kaz literally jumping across the ring to make sure that they don't break it up. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Is just that visual of Kaz just jumping to try to stop them from breaking that up. That was like super cool to me. Yeah, and what is a finish? You know, what is a finish? Oh, well, you know, my finish is the, <laughs> the snowplow, but well, not what my real finish is. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the tag team belt's got a snakeskin leather back to it. Did you see that? I didn't. That's yeah, cool. That's that, yeah. Cool. I was like, "Damn, what the hell? They're they're dripping over here with the the snakeskin leather back on it." That's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this definitely was like not my favorite episode of AEW so far, but like I still really enjoyed it, and I thought they. Got I a saw lot people of on Twitter saying this was like the best they've ever done. I don't well, know, that's good. Weird. You know, like fuck, if people are still kicking off and you know ready to go with like that. I mean, it wasn't mine, but like obviously they hit a lot of spots here for a lot of people, and I you know with the I think that a lot of a lot of people that are AEW's audience don't. Like I said, because AEW is starting to set that precedent for precedent for women, where like they're not too asked about yeah. what's going on with that. So like they're like, yeah, this is the best show ever. But like to me, like I'm obviously looking for different things from this show than exact. I guess what other people are. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely different. But they'll. I'm I'm pretty sure they'll figure out the women's thing, and then it'll be like your favorite thing of all time. Yeah, me too. I mean, at least in the West, I de- I definitely think they bring something. Yeah, I'm just glad that well, we'll you know, see. like have like they've already they've already done some really cool shit that I like didn't expect them to do. Period, like with the Reho stuff and her being the champion and stuff. Like that's already stuff I mm-hmm. didn't really expect right away. Um, and you know they, their their division's getting better, so like I don't know. Like yeah, I'm, we'll I'm see how they build the full out. gear on the dark, and then they're they're yeah. It's only been what like but... four four or five weeks with AEW, yeah. so like I'm you know like I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like ah oh, I'm fucking doing this shit. You know, I'm, not, I'm not there yet, but like. It would be cool for them to put a little more care, put a little more care into it. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm sure we'll see full gear and then going into next year when they continue to build it up, I'm sure it'll be better, but hopefully yeah. they do. Hopefully. Kenny, get, quit playing video games. Yeah, get the hell off Apex, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, WWE just, this week uh, had a few things. Before lot, you get to that, I was just reading this and I was seeing Chris Jericho challenge Tanahashi to Wrestle Kingdom. Did yeah, he'll be, a, he'll be at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Did I not, did I not see that? I just saw yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, he, he, Jericho came back I and mean, he faced uh, Okada and, the, right. and then, uh, you know, afterwards he was like, in the happy championship, bitch. And then Tanahashi came out and he's like, Bakahashi! Bakahashi! <laughs> Said they set up the match for Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, that's happening this year. I just saw Jericho knocked out a bunch of Japanese men in t- Tanahashi wigs. Yeah, so there you go. All right. All right. I just thought that was interesting. There's your I big wrestling. Well, there's Wrestle Kingdom this year is two days, so. Ooh, Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2. Let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, This week in WWE, we had a few things. We had NXT on SmackDown. Uh, On Raw, we had Raw. <laughs> and uh, on Crown Jewel, we had Crown Jewel. On NXT, we had NXT as well. There was an NXT yeah, show that I happened did not. also. What happened on that? I didn't watch that. Oh, let me quick. Hold on. Results. I watched it, and then I forgot because I was too excited about all the nxt guys showing up on smackdown with the plane fiasco after crown jewel the plane dude there's some there's some real world ass repercussions if that's like a true thing that i was reading like there are some real world repercussions like if if there events in like the saudi arabian government were like neck and neck over getting paid and they they literally stranded wwe superstars in saudi arabia Till they figured it out. There's some bullshit that's about to go down, dude. Yeah, there's... I don't know. It's... it's uh, Apparently, Brock Lesnar wrestled and got the hell out of there because he, he's on his own the private smartest jet man alive. <laughs> I'm getting out of this place. There's no way. The smartest and, uh, man alive. If you didn't notice, um, apparently, Brock Lesnar is not allowed to carry that championship with him. So... He had to leave it with WWE in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> he had to show up on SmackDown with a replica title belt. <laughs> That's hot. He has his tiny ass replica title belt around his waist on SmackDown. Shoot. As Paul Heyman cuts a promo and tells him he quits SmackDown. The draft is messed up already. The brand split is they broken. Had a, they actually had uh, Tanahashi carrying around a replica for a while, too. When Naito was beating up the belts, they, they used throwing to, them around. Yeah, yeah, they had the replica. Tanahashi's like, I painted this with my bare hands. This <laughs> is like pictures of Tanahashi painting the belt. He's like, I'll, I'll make sure it's good. I'll make sure it's good. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's wild though. That uh, that Vince. Uh, so the rumor has it that Saudi Arabia owes WWE like ten million dollars or something from a couple of shows. I heard or it was a ton more than that. Was it okay? Well, they're owed a lot of money, yeah. Back pay, and Vince is pissed, so he just leaves apparently, too. And all the talent is stranded there and they have nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah did you read that Vince apparently told Dunn to like cut the shit? He, he like told him to cut the Saudi Arabian feed on TV or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so they cut the feed on TV, so it's like, holy crap. There's some real insane. world repercussions, man. Like, these are real fucking people. That just got stranded in a company that they are stranded in a, in a in a place they didn't even want to be in. None of these talent wanted to even go to this. Sh- they don't want to do this show. The only person that does is Seth Rollins. 
So you like, see like <laughs> you see everybody like Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, they're like ah, and then all the talents like we finally made it home. Yeah, Curtis Axel was like, help, send for help. I don't want to <laughs> fucking be here, man. Yeah, oh Doc, Doc is just fucking there. He's just got. He's just. He's like, man, I do not want to be here. Like, good lord. You had uh, Ali post on Twitter. He's like, he was just. He was. He tweeted the whole thing. They. They. It took them like two days. It, it was a long time. For them to get back, that's yeah, it was, and then talent, then like the big headline, they finally made it home. It's like, how is this an issue? This oh. this is a headline. The WWE superstars made it home from a WWE show. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> this is this is this is insane, and it's getting like just swept under the rug. Like no one's talking about it. It's like this is a big fucking deal. If, if because the the way that they're doing it is like WWE's trying to sweep it under the rug too. Like Vince and them, they're like telling the superstars to like. Make videos that like, hey, everything's cool, everything's good, and all that. All that. Yeah. Really good. it's like, no, this is a big fucking deal. If they were, if they, if Vince let what one, if Vince left his superstars in Saudi Arabia and went home and left <laughs> these dudes there, and they were fucking stranded there because of a, a a fucking disagreement with the Saudi Arabian government, this is fucked. Are you kidding me? <laughs> This and what's is, even better about the whole situation is the people that are like, this fucking sucks. There's no way I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Get like rewarded in main event SmackDown then. Yeah, how is this? Like Daniel Bryan's like, oh, you're in the main event of SmackDown now because you didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia and you thought it was a bad idea. So you just main event SmackDown. That's fine. How many more times <laughs> can WWE have shit like this happen and just people are just like, bah, bah. Bad, bad, bad. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. How many more times can this happen? Dude, you could. Good Lord. Vince McMahon has done some despicable ass shit for a long time. And it's just like, are we not going to talk about any of it? Like ever? Like the fact that this is just like something that they're like, oh, whatever. Uh, we got to see Adam Cole on SmackDown. So don't worry about these other, you know, 20 yeah, right. fucking real people oh, yeah, yeah. So, that were so stranded. Many people. So many people were praising, oh, SmackDown was like the best it ever was. And it's like, do you just realize why we got this SmackDown? Because a million other wrestlers had to die for this shit. They're, they're like, fucking, they're stuck in Saudi Arabia. Are you kidding me? This isn't like a, for oh, this they stuff. missed their flight. Like, yeah, people were like, oh, they just missed their flight. Like, this is like some. It was, a, it was a flight malfunction. It was not a flight malfunction. If it was a flight malfunction, they would have been on another plane home. Yeah, what is this, man? Like, oh my God. This is like something that I feel like we're just like what the fuck is going just, on people are glossing over this like oh yeah it's fine they gave us a sweet episode of smackdown with that yeah we got to see we got to see adam cole it's like oh my god what the fuck are we being serious right now this is crazy i just if they try to pull out of this con if WWE's like nah we're getting out of it like saudi arabia is not going to want to back down on this deal they made right yeah yeah i don't think so so either. there's gonna be this, this is how world war three starts <laughs> Between oh, w- the world war three pay-per-views coming back baby <laughs> WWE's literally going to start a world war because of Saudi Arabia. Triple stuff. cage match at World War Three. Oh heavens, yes. And what's what's even more funny is Donald Trump is president, WWE Hall of Famer. So yeah, yeah. he's working them. He's working them now. Team Trump. Oh crazy stuff, man. This is wild. Like it is. It's insanity. It's crazy to d- think about. And this is like WWE's golden goose egg or whatever you want to call it, because that's. They're money maker right yeah, now. Lots so. of money. TV they're, deals they're, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because they're definitely not making it on their own merit with just putting out their products. So no, nah. these Shoot, big money the, deals. The, the, the WWE Network subs even went down. They went down to like one point two or something. That's they're insane. Supposed, they're supposed to. They're supposed to be at two. They have projected two million. They're at one point two. 
and it keeps going it's down. Gonna, it's because they're not putting on good product. Put something put on better on. <laughs> put and something these, good on. Can't do that. These, these things aren't going to work for them. Yeah, I, I will say this much. I, I saw the... I was actually working during the Crown Jewel thing, but someone on my timeline retweeted the entirety of Brock versus Kane Velasquez on fucking Twitter. Yeah. Like, it was only like two minutes and 10 seconds or something like that. So like yeah, it, was, it definitely was. So it was the entire match. So I was like, oh shit. So I clicked on it real quick. What did you think of that match? <laughs> it's nothing that I... I don't know. What, there's not much you can say about it. Like, it just is a Brock Lesnar match. So there it is. I thought it was pretty kick-ass. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't know. It doesn't really... I enjoyed it quite a wrestling. bit. Um, I, think, I think what people were probably really pissed about was like, did, did, did Brock have to be champion to do that? Uh, and uh, did Kofi have to drop the title for him to do that? I think is... Yeah. And again, were you thinking he was going to get like a five-star 30-minute classic burner out of that? Like, I don't know. Like, when Brock and Kane were fighting, it was pretty fucking dope. Like, Kane dropped Brock like a sack of hot rocks. That shit was hot. Like, during that two minutes thing, like, he, like, hit him once, and Brock, like, stumbled back and fell down, and he went for the shoot and, like, got on top of him. I'm like, yo, this is kind of dope. Like, this is cool as fuck. And he got him in the Kimura because Kane, like, met, like, I thought that was a really, it was a really well put together little match. And, like, it was pretty kick-ass. Um, but I think a lot of people are more upset just because Kofi dropped the title. And I think that the fan expectation right now is that, um, matches have to go X amount of minutes and hit X amount of check marks for it to be a good match. And like it kind of, it, it, it has creatively stifled a lot of wrestling to be completely honest. Yeah, um, I think so. I do. I do enjoy Brock Lesnar matches though. Don't get me wrong. Cause I think anytime he's in there, like it's the most believable match on the card. Like you're all right, somebody's going to die. Brock's going to throw people across the ring. It's going to be awesome. I don't really expect it to go like a 30 minute banger. So I wasn't really like upset with it, so I don't know why people would be like. I guess what you're saying with Kofi and the yeah, all of that. I mean, the, but I'm I just think, like, you think just the biggest thing it to be what it is. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with with the WWE main event scene right now is that now while Brock matches in a in a vacuum are fun and they're and I and you know I pretty much enjoy them. The, I think the issue that came across that is like Brock has changed the main event scene of WWE full stop to where like mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is now trying to have Brock Lesnar matches and. He is not Brock <laughs> Lesnar in any sense of the word. Like that main event true. matches that in WWE have turned saying. into finisher spam, where like they're like you know f you know where Brock was doing that for a while it was like f five f five f five f five f five. You know what I mean? Like it was just like that. Um, where then Roman Reigns started doing it, where he was like Superman punch, Superman punch, Superman punch, spear, 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 and then Seth Rollins was like, okay, stomp, 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 stomp. So it's just like the main event scene in WWE has definitely. Um, gotten worse but i still think that brock matches are pretty cool because they're completely different than everything else that is on yeah the show. they definitely are when you're getting that you know it's going to be something different yeah and uh i totally agree with you with the finisher fest thing like remember when the curb stomp was like banned because it was causing like brain damage and stuff and they now like never, he does it, they like, never did anything with that either they just said yeah you can have it back or whatever <laughs> he did like this weird like ddt thing for one week and then he just took over the pedigree or whatever God, he, he stifled forever because they took that away from him he just could not figure out what he could do and they're like please all right just take the fucking thing back whatever just yeah and then now it's just like all right this doesn't even look like it hurts ever yeah again so rough. but yeah I, I do think that you're seeing that shift where like everyone's trying to be brock with the finisher spam and stuff it's like 
I don't know. Just, the main event scene is not great. <laughs> I feel like they just don't know the style of their main event scene right now. You know what I mean? They don't really know what their main event scene is for style wise. But they don't have any style. I mean, like it's all the same style. That's what I'm saying is like, I don't know. Pe- NXT is kind of the same way where like every NXT, big, every big NXT match is the same fucking match to me. Like they're all the same fucking match. They all do the same thing. It's just like. It's because because you think about back in my day you would have that intercontinental title match that was like that banger. And you're like, all right, they're going to go 30 minutes. They're going to go 30 minutes. Now it's like, everybody's like, I'm going to put on the greatest match I've ever had in my entire life on NXT episode number 312. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. And Dave Meltzer's going to give me 10 stars. Dave, are you watching? You watching, (laughs) Dave? I did the face thing you like. I'm going to get over and then Twitter's going to tweet about me and I'm going to retweet it. Oh, I'm going to be trending. It's like, just... Go out there and put on a good match. You don't need to. Speaking of good Again. matches, uh, I told you about Gato Move the other week. Yeah. Oh my God. A new match of the year contender happened, Tony, within the past Oof. week. I know. It's insanity. So, Lulu Pencil, I told you about her, right? Yeah. Now, I, I just told you about Antonio Honda also. Right. It was Lulu Pencil versus Antonio Honda, dude. And it was oh maybe one of the best matches I've ever seen. It was definitely, it was definitely, it's definitely on my match of the year list right now. It was that good, dude. Oh my God. I don't want to spoil it for you. It, it's a, it's a very good, like 10 minute match or something. Uh, the finish was just, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is maybe the We're best gonna have to have like a, a, a new segment every week like pulse's recommendation of like <laughs> pulse's new match of the year from lulu pencil and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check yeah. this match out yeah. check it out uh get you can go on youtube you can look it up on youtube lulu pencil versus antonio honda it is wow it was fucking just so good i'll I, I tell you one spot that i really enjoyed um so antonio honda stopped the match to tell a story Lulu Pencil is a freelance writer. She enjoys stories. So she okay. sat down as he told the story. And then, of course, the story is just trying to distract her so he can hit her. So he goes to hit her after, you know, at the end of the story. And she pulls the chair up and it hits the chair instead because Lulu Pencil writes stories for a living. She knew he was trying to stop her. <laughs> Dude, it was so. Oh my oh god, my it gosh. was so good. It's such a fantastic match. Um I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. Um just got to move is creatively unstoppable in the past year. It's just been goddamn, they just have such a great roster of, of people and and most of them are like rookies, dude. Like most of them started wrestling just recently. It's just like they get it. Like Amy Sakura is just like one of the best teachers in the history of professional wrestling. She just She's just like, I'm going to take this new crop of talent and they're all going to be just the best ever. And it's just, it's really cool to see, um, which is why I'm saying with AEW, like just get Amy Sakura to go up there, have her teach Britt Baker some things. There you, <laughs> you go. know what I mean? Just have her there teach her how to, how to tell a story. It's just like, dude, it's so, so go. good. So good. Um, Speaking of more Joshi stuff, Becky Lynch and Kyrie Zane on Raw was pretty cool. I saw that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that one. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, other than Becky Lynch and her absolutely terrible guillotine leg drop, maybe the worst ever. She doesn't oh, yeah. jump. She just falls. Yeah, that, I hate that leg drop. It's so bad. I was thinking about I'm like, is there anyone I've ever seen in the history of time that does a worse guillotine leg drop than Becky Lynch? <laughs> and I can't think of one single person. 
I was looking back at old WWF matches with, like Matt Hardy versus Essa Rios and stuff. I'm like, Matt Hardy used to jump like 45 feet in the fucking air and come down with that leg drop. And it's like, Becky Lynch is like, ooh, I'm going to fall. <laughs> that's what she does. That's what she says before she does it. She goes to the top rope for the guillotine leg drop and she goes, and I, ooh. And she just oh, I thought you were talking about that one that she does in the ring. Where she no, like that's, wor- that's bad. But I'm talking about her. Worse, I'm talking yeah. about off the rope guillotine oh, leg okay. drop. Where she just kind of goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just falls. Dude, it's it's bad. It's so I wish you would take that out of her. If you're not gonna do it right, just don't fucking do it at all. Right. Um, but it was really cool. They had some really great, like Joshi inspired spots, like Kyrie brought out the bow and arrow, which is like a fucking it's like in Fire Pro when you do the Boston Crab. <laughs> that that's mm-hmm. what the bow and arrow is to, to Joshi wrestling. So like <laughs> um Kyrie breaking out the bow and arrow was really cool. Becky did like the Joshi kick out where like they go for two but don't hook the leg, and then um Becky like her flexibility, she gets up from the ground and like, um, not like oh, a right, kip right, up, right. but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The yeah, yeah. It's like that I was that's a big Joshi kick out. Um, the problem was it still felt a lot like a WWE match, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, um, of course. Which is it's, which is why I don't get too excited to see like a lot of stuff like this. Like I tuned in, like I was watching Beyond Wrestling and this at the same time, so I was going. Mm-hmm. Or no, it wasn't Beyond. It was um GCW because Jimmy Lloyd's Fright Fest was on at the same time. So I was switching back and <laughs> forth between uh, Becky Lynch and Kyrie Zane and GCW, and uh, you know I was paying attention to the Raw thing, but I I mean I would be lying if I said I wasn't paying more attention to. What was happening on GCW because they were still it was a it was like a two seg match with Zane and Lynch but it was just like it still feels like it's I don't know it feels like it's they're it feels like they're performing the stuff through like water like it's like they're trying to it's just like there's goo in between each spot if that it's really difficult for me to explain why I just I don't know like it almost feels like everything is too manufactured in a sense I guess yeah, it's the WWE filter that they put yeah on yeah everything. like everything is just like trotting through sand and it's like they're it's like watching the stuff that i watch they they're they they're walking on concrete but it's just like trying to watch like you you can you could throw you know what i mean like you could throw Kyrie zane and io shirai against each other on raw and like it won't whatever it is won't be as good as, right you know some, it's it's just that that would be manufactured it's probably how they agent their matches to be honest yeah it it and like it works for WWE because that's what people have come to expect and that's fine. But mm-hmm. anyone else that like this isn't their main show or they watch other things along with it. Um, it it's just like completely obvious that like they're like I said, trotting through sand almost to get to the end to the end point. Yeah, because um, it's like, oh, well, we got a commercial break. So do the double down. Then you get back up and you'll be in a submission move when you come back from commercial break. And then it's like, yeah, the same. yeah. You, like, like I said, it's like you it's like something gets caught in that filter and it's just they just stay there and then. It, it wasn't an don't get me wrong i enjoyed the match it was it was cool um but it like a lot of people were like this is gonna be match of the year i like you want match of the year you go watch lulu pencil versus antonio honda i don't know i don't make the rules man i'm just telling you how it is that's how i feel about uh adam cole daniel bryan as well i'm like if this was like roh back in the day or something you know i'd be like oh this is insane but it's like smackdown yeah, I mean, I was. <laughs> I think it's funny that like the Canadian Destroyer is just like a. <laughs> it very quickly did not become a finish in the WWE when I v- very much assumed that it would be when they then they debuted it. I thought that would be like the ultimate fucking like if he did Panama Sunrise, that's it. He used Panama yeah, Sunrise yeah. to he used Panama Sunrise to set up a knee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's what we're doing. That's cool. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, what it was, it was just funny. I saw that. Um. But I, I watched the Brian and Cole match, and yeah, like I was like, 
all I could think about while I was watching is like, Daniel Bryan is too good to be doing this shit right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like he is too good to be, to be just, I don't think there's much left for him in WWE other than what he's currently doing, which is just putting people I mean, he's, over. Yeah. He's currently trying to just put like everybody over, like with Ali and Kofi and like all that stuff. And that's he's good. Trying, I mean, I, that's, that's fucking sweet right that now. he does that. And that's fine. Um, but it's the same sense with Sami Zayn where it's like, you know, there's only, they, one, they only have so many more bumps on their bump card and like, mm-hmm. they're getting older and like, you know, God damn it. I want Daniel Bryan somewhere else, Tony. I want it somewhere else so bad. Like I, every time I see him wrestle in the WWE, I'm like, Oh my God, why are you still here? Like, I feel same like with, he, same with Sammy Zayn as well. Like no, I agree. I'm, I think Sammy, I, like the whole thing just, it just makes me sad whenever I see it. Like I always like Daniel Bryan had a he made the best he could out of the the champ the the new Daniel Bryan with the uh planet champion mm-hmm. and you know yeah. Eric Rowan but they obviously had no long-term plan with that whatsoever and like they just ditched it you know randomly to let Eric Rowan get caught under a fucking forklift and it's just like <laughs> okay whatever I, you could have ran this all the way through WrestleMania and it would have been dope um but yeah for sure and, but like Daniel Bryan like oh my god I'm just every time I think about it, I'm like Daniel Bryan and Gato move fucking wrestling like a bear you remember when he's talking about that like I'm gonna come back to wrestling I'm gonna wrestle like a fucking bear I'm gonna be on all fours and I'm gonna be like pawing at people and I'm gonna be like getting them down to submissions he and was, stuff and he did the bear stuff backstage didn't he at one point he was like yeah he, dude, he, he a did bear. in a match he did the bear thing it's just like dude yeah. this is really really sweet um yeah. so like that's all I'm thinking about I was like man imagine you how imagine, creative that would be to like just see him imagine wrestling with if Pencil. like Remember, didn't he like say, all right, I'm going to Ring of Honor or whatever, or I'm going to New Japan, and they're like, all right, you're cleared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was what good. it was. He said, yeah, I think I might want to wrestle in New Japan this year. They said, oh, well, that's good. You can come back now. You're cleared to wrestle now. Yeah, <laughs> come that's exactly, we'll that's exactly what happened. We'll give you the um, belt for a while. <laughs> because Daniel Bryan somewhere else would be, oh my God, that would be just incredible. Like, can you imagine him like doing the G1 or like, I, I just at this point he's finished up every goal he had in WWE I'm sure yeah what now else is there to like, do you know what I mean he's just trotting out a contract at this point like I guess I like when he's it, ultimate he's in dad mode maybe is. I wonder how long his contract is because he could just have like a final retirement year where he just goes everywhere that would that's be so what insane. dude oh my god that's what I want I don't want him to sign to New Japan I don't want him to sign anywhere I want him to be a freelancer and just go do everything he'll he'll show up the bingo halls and do do everything i have there's like a i have so many things i want to see daniel bryan do and it's just like it's not whatever this is it's not the most fun in wrestling like the entire year of watching daniel bryan do he is so good right now he's so good right now and like don't get me wrong this match was good i I, you know cole versus bryan was all right um it's just like whenever i see a match like this and i see daniel bryan trying and trying so hard i'm like oh my god go somewhere else <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all i could think of. i was like oh no man you could be doing this anywhere in the world and just be so much better right uh, yeah you can awesome, tell at one dude. point he did not want to be in wwe he's like smackdown's all about fisting remember he said yeah that? yeah yeah he definitely <laughs> you tell he didn't want to be there no i mean he definitely uh he definitely <laughs> plays with the he plays with the shit he plays it's funny i like it um he just has yeah, so much to I, offer. I would love to see like a full year of him go hard on like, all right, this is my bucket list before I retire. This is what I want to do. Let's do it. And he it's like, I, I don't want him to sign with New Japan because like, I think there's a few things I would like to see him in New, do in New Japan, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see that stop him from doing anything else. Like I said, I have other places I'd like to see him like fucking Daniel Bryan and DDT would be amazing just because he's so, he is so comedically gifted and he doesn't mm-hmm. even, he doesn't even realize, you know what I mean? Like he's like, 
he doesn't even try, man, and he's funny. He's just a funny dude. He's just a relatable, funny guy just without even trying. Um, DDT would be amazing. Him and Gato Move would be incredible. Like, doing AEW stuff would be fun. New if Japan. If you could get, like, a Jericho New Japan tribe contract, you know, where he's doing whatever the dates he has or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, just having him go out and do, dude, it's just so much I want Daniel Bryan to do so much be fantastic and, and like I said while the cold thing was cool I got I got other plans for Daniel Bryan <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a thing again through the WWE filter it's like yeah this is great but and it's not even it's not that they're bad I mean even Daniel Bryan through the filter is better than most people through the filter if that right. makes sense um, yeah, yeah just because yeah. Daniel Bryan I, does whatever the fuck Daniel Bryan wants to do but it's just like go do that somewhere else <laughs> right um, I mean, speaking of Adam Cole, NXT invaded SmackDown this week, um, which was obviously just, well, I, I, here's the thing. A lot of people think it's just because of the Saudi Arabia thing, but like Survivor Series had already been announced in NXT. I think it was probably going to happen either way. Um, yeah, they announced it at Crown Jewel that yeah. and, and uh, what was NXT funny, was involved. <laughs> all right. So Triple H trots out all, all the fucking NXT people, right? He trots them all out. All, all his favorite people in NXT, like he's fucking Miss Frizzle and He's got the magic school bus and he's, he's five foot five white the NXT dudes. magic school bus. <laughs> yeah. The tallest person in the ring is like Triple H. <laughs> Get Triple H a lizard on his shoulder or whatever. Yeah, he's got, the, he's got his whole gang of children. He's like, oh, we're taking over. It's like, oh, sweet. So this will last for about three weeks. Survivor Series over. You me, guys me, can go back magic to your school bus. little mountain. Uh, it's, it's great because WWE has somehow kayfabed their own creative, which is insanity, by the way. They somehow kayfabed their own creative to where everything that's good is Triple H and everything that's yeah. bad is Vince McMahon. That's true. Which they is have. hilarious because they're both the same fucking devil. They're both the <laughs> same devil. Vince wrote right. this show. Are you kidding me? Like, Triple H was just there and just picked his dudes. Just like when they did the tag team matches. Before. Remember when they called up, like, uh, DIY and Alistair yeah, Black? Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. Dude, it was reported that Vince wrote the show. Like... They're all the same fucking devil. Triple H is not like the savior of wrestling that people make him out to be. Like he is like the same devil as this. It's his WWE character, and I don't think people understand that. Like it's they kayfabe their own creative process. This is insanity. That's crazy. Oh my god! It was just like just watching Triple H come out and just like it's just like uh <laughs> as people eat this up on Twitter yeah Triple H Triple H like, oh <laughs> bad. you should just like Triple H write raw from now on yeah like no, oh my god like, this, Triple this H did not awful. write this uh, but I mean like it it there was a lot of cool stuff I mean like there was there was it was fun because it was different than whatever else had been on TV forever you know mm-hmm. like it was fun it was cool because it, it honestly they couldn't invade it with anybody and it would have been cool just because it was something different than whatever's been right. happening on TV I feel like WWE falls into that rut where like they're trying to they, they just do the same thing over and over and over again everything starts getting in a bubble and like it, it and they could have invaded with literally anybody you know doink the clown could have fucking came in and invaded yeah <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is a savior. Yeah, Triple H. Just because like it's something different than like a one-on-one match for eight minutes where they keep their heat afterwards, which is like what happens every fucking week on WWE TV. So I mean, I think this was a success. I think NXT coming through was a big success. I think Survivor Series will be uh, fun depending on how they end up deciding to book it. Uh, and, and but like obviously this is not like a long. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna after Survivor Series, they're just gonna go back to 
NXT and then like the boys are just going to yeah, stay Yeah, it's probably here. a nice little thing in the contract of like USA. All right, we'll, we'll sign NXT, but you got to put us over on SmackDown once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you know how it's going to work. You know how all this shit's going to work. I mean, like anyone that's been around the block for a while who understands how that works and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it's cool. It's cool to get them over. And it's cool to see Champa and, you know, see uh, Rhea yeah. Ripley, Tegan Knox, and all that. That was cool. Yeah, I guess Dakota Kai got injured again because she wasn't up there unless she was stuck yeah. in Saudi Arabia, but I doubt it. I don't know what's going on, dude. It's yeah, she, like, going to have the double knees like Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox got the stone cold knees. <laughs> <laughs> she out there trying to wrestle. She got the knees. That's crazy. It's because of that walk that she's doing, Dakota Kai. Rhea Ripley is, uh, Rhea Ripley should be the fucking world champion. She's like seven foot tall. Ripped, right. she looks like Triple H in 2000. H, yeah. yeah, she looks like Triple H in 2000. Like she comes out, she, she should get the my time. Yo, my Jimmy, time. hit me with some of that real shit. <laughs> hit me with that Triple H. Get your finger off the switch, none. Yo, that would be hot. Sleeping with two. That's what. That's what it should be. That's what. That's what they need to do is give Rhea Ripley my time. Then she'll really be kicking ass. She's got the really? uh, she's got the suicide silence theme song. I, I didn't see her do her entrance. Did she have an entrance, or did she just come through the crowd? Or I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. That I just saw. Out. I just saw the part where she was in the ring and she was wrestling and she, like she, you know, she does that fucking submission where she just picks them up. <laughs> she just picks right. them up. <laughs> oh, Break them in half. Yeah, yeah. Like when the Brock uh, lock uh, back in the day, that was fantastic. Yeah, because because he would only do it to small dudes. <laughs> like it'd be like uh, Zach Gow, and he'd be like, yeah. Oh, he's a throw Zach Gowan around. That was the best. <laughs> the Brock like on Zach Gowan, it just looks like he's just, just dying. That's what Rhea <laughs> Ripley does. She just pick like she is easily like the biggest person in that division right now. So it's just like wow, it's mm. crazy, just nuts. Um, so I mean, there was some plus sides to WWE TV this week. Um, you know, like I said, the Becky Lynch and Kyrie Zane thing. They teach Shawn Michaels wrestling Daniel Bryan, which is did this happen? Funny. La- did this happen this week or last week? Where um. Bobby Lash or uh, where Rusev and Lana did their thing, and like Lana was like, "You're a sex addict." Oh, yeah, that, that was, was this, this week. That was Monday. There was so that much was, wrestling yeah, going on. That we was didn't even wow. Talk about that. Oh my god, I, I was about to say I I can't remember if it happened this week or the week before that. I didn't know if we already talked just, about it or not. Dude, that's a thing. There's so much going this on. This was the you... best thing. This was the best thing, Tony. You are a sex addict. Yeah. You want to have a kid? Yeah. Like the, all, that's, that was the greatest segment in the history of like time. Like tw- I tweeted this out. I'm like, so he wants to have sex with his wife and give her a baby, and he's a bad guy. He is the worst. You want to have a For family, that. you little bitch? <laughs> yeah. Well, too bad. I'm getting long dick by Bobby. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that's that, that good stuff. Was Dude, was that like, was the best. Is that really? Okay, so here's the thing. They they announced divorce court. I thought that they were going to get Lynn Toller from the Divorce Court TV show, and I thought they were going to actually go off. And I don't know why I thought they were going to put any more than the bare minimum into Just this. Chill, they're not. Yeah, gonna they're, obviously they're not. Gonna, I don't know why I got hyped up in my they head. Had an like invite they from uh, who was it? Mari. Mari. Yeah, they yeah, should they have. Had, Ma- they had they, an invite from. Ma- why they failed again? This is the second time they could have done the Mari thing, Tony, in like the last five years. Jerry Springer is a WWE. Faithful, why don't you just get Derry Springer to do this? Like, cannot put more than the bare minimum into things. They said, you know what, divorce court, and by divorce court we mean hang out with Jerry Lawler for fifteen minutes for the end of the show. Uh, maybe it was like a big inside joke. Jerry Lawler's been divorced so many times; he could be a divorce court guy. That's like Vince's yeah, inside. Yeah, Vince, like, oh, oh, this is very funny. <laughs> it's funny because he's been divorced. 
it so many times. <laughs> you get it? You get it? You guys get it? Yeah, man. It's whatever. Put it on TV. And it's King's Court. You get it? Oh, yeah. my God. It well, so thankfully, sense. it was saved by uh, just the r- most ridiculous dialogue I've ever heard in my life. You are a sex addict. That's why I left to go have sex with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Rusev wants to have sex in the morning. He wants to have sex in the locker room. Yeah, sex like, backstage. Sex it, everywhere. So this like, storyline story is weird because she left Rusev because she wanted to, she didn't want to have sex so much. So she left to go have sex with Bobby Lashley all the time. What the fuck do you mean? Why so, she, just, she just needs to come out and say you have a tiny penis. Yeah, that's where it's going to go. They can. You're telling <laughs> you think that WWE can run a storyline where they don't talk about tiny penises? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's where it's going. You have a t- okay. Let's get real. You have a tiny penis. That's I was it. surprised they didn't go there right from the beginning. I thought that's where they're going to go. Divorce court. Ah, uh, your penis is tiny. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it's perfectly adequate. The uh, that, that, that's, what, that's the way they went. That's where they went with it. Was you are a sex addict. I'm going to go have sex with somebody else instead. It's just like, either way, you're having sex. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, either way, you're getting fucked down by somebody. Yeah, but the thing is, Rusev wants kids, and that's where she draws a line. Watch, I guarantee Bobby Lashley impregnates her. I know that oh shit's going to happen. Oh my gosh, I know no, that that's going to happen. No, that's going to be in your wildest fantasy. That would never, WWE ain't that smart. I that guarantee like, that's where that's they go. True. That's big brain move right there. That's they, 600 they IQ. That. Yeah, she doesn't want to get pregnant from Rusev, so Bobby Lashley fucking gives her a kid. Oh yeah, right. my It's going to turn out like Mike Kanellis will make a return and like... They could intertwine all the these tuck storylines. Yeah, they could intertwine all of them. What Maria's even with pregnant Maria? from Rusev. Do uh, Lana's even, pregnant from Did Maria Mike. just disappear now or what is happening? I haven't paid attention. I don't know. Who cares? My, um, uh, oh yeah, what's his name? Uh, Mike Bennett asked for his release. So they probably got taken off TV. Or he got seven more years on the Oh, I know that. No, I mean, but he definitely got taken off TV for it, too. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. Luke like, Harper's there for life now because he asked for his release. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, Luke, you can come back with Eric Rowan or whatever. Nah, just kidding. Sit your ass back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they did to Mike Bennett. It's like, yeah, you can be a cuck on TV and sit your ass back home. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. The whole, well, I mean, like, it's... how many more, we need more cuck shit. Like, they have to make, like, a cuck universe. Like, that's what it is. It's just, like, a whole intertwined story between everyone having sex with each other. Because I know that's what happens in this WWE shit. I know these dudes are fucking each other left well, and right. do you remember back in the day, they tried to do Shane and Stephanie have a storyline together, and that never worked out, so. Well, Vince that's wanted like the... to have sex with her, too. <laughs> I'll never forget that. The pitch for Vince was that's like, the yeah, ultimate, right, man. incest that's the is ultimate pretty man. over right now, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, go for it, dude. Yeah, fuck Stephanie. No, does Hell he go yeah. to like the top search terms and like figure out what he's going to book for this week or what? Yeah, I love the I love the idea that Vince has never watched porn a day in his life. So all of Vince's storyline ideas come from shit that people tell him. I, I like love Paul that Vince is, yeah, Vince is so disconnected that he's never watched porn once. So, you don't like, watch the other product. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, oh, did you know about this cucking shit? And he's like, whoa, cucking? What, that sounds sweet. What is that? He's <laughs> like, oh, this is cucking. Holy, we're doing that. <laughs> Let's do that 10 times in a row. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. And I was like, damn, this is hot. Yeah, that's hot goo stuff right now. I wonder if writers are like, all right, we can't get our storylines through. Let's just come up with this. Cucking? All right, that gets through every time. Let's do another so one. So what's cucking? Well, it's like sex, but like someone else has sex. And he's like, wow, that sounds hot. Let's do that. That's some good stuff. So they've run like 40 cucking storylines. I'm just like, they have to intertwine at some point. Like Mike Bennett and Maria, they have to like acknowledge each other. They, someone has There's to like acknowledge a, it. There is a cuck universe somewhere where all this is going to come back. At WrestleMania, they're going to have cuckamania. <laughs> cuckamania, run a wild. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Shit. Pickle <laughs> rig. 
<laughs> King's Court. Let's go. Well, then they threw in that, you know, they did throw that wrench in where he's like, well, you want to have a kid. Well, Bobby Lashley's going to impregnate you now. My man's going to get himself a little kid. He's going to be a motherfucker running around there, Bob Jr. <laughs> and then she's, she's going to drop him. He's going to drop her right when she has a kid. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to run back to Rusev. And then, yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. You finally have a kid. And then the kid's going to grow up and like, 30 you think years, they're going to be you a wrestler. Have wife swap with uh, Maria and oh, Lana. That's next, dude. Dude, that's someone's got to tell Vince. He's like, Vince, there's this other kink that's like wife swapping. He's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's going to be like hosted by Corey Graves. Oh God, no! <laughs> Get this dude out of here. Wife swap it. Oh, wife my God. swap. That's definitely next. That's up on the list. So, like, they had the kid. The wife swap comes next. The big payoff is like they all just fuck. It's just a big orgy. They're like, oh, let's just do this. Someone tells Vince about orgies. He's like, whoa, <laughs> multiple cocks. That's hot. That's hot. And then he comes out. Shorty G's in the mix, and he's like. Shorty G's bigger than Rusev. <laughs> oh, Shorty G's the guy. Oh, he ain't short now. Hell no. <laughs> They're just waiting to make that one. <laughs> yeah, he's short all right, but he ain't got a short package. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Also, this week, if you didn't catch, uh, WWE started their podcast. WWE got on the well, podcast Well, and that's all the time game. we got because I ain't fucking talking about this shit. <laughs> you heard it. You heard Seth Rollins talking about I. I, I don't want to talk stuff. about Seth Rollins anymore. I don't want to. Okay, he doesn't get. Just, okay. Can we just Seth say how Rollins, dumb he is? Yeah, Seth Rollins is like. For, legit 45 IQ, and it's actually insane. <laughs> he is dumber than a box. Why of am I still getting hate? <laughs> he is. This is bullshit. This is Seth Rollins literally went on this podcast. Why am I still getting hate? Because Seth, he's, he's a because. living Keemstar meme, dude. He doesn't yeah. get it. Seth, because you were a complete dickhead for nine months. Are you kidding me? You were attacking people that weren't even in the company, bro. Like, are you Seth Rollins, you said Alex, okay? We all know what you said. Yeah. Seth Rollins would have been like, I'm surprised Seth Rollins didn't tweet. I'll fucking, I empty the tank to stay in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, I don't give a I fuck. For Saudi I Arabia. enjoy Saudi Arabia. It's good here. I'm, I'm so fucking sick of all these with dudes. The Crown Prince. Yeah. Me and the Crown Prince yeah. are about to go empty the tank. <laughs> I hate, I don't I want empty to the tank and the WWE jet coming home. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about Seth anymore. This guy's legit 45 IQ. I got nothing left to say about this Let's guy. Let's just clue everyone in. So Seth Rollins on this podcast, he goes out and he's like, yeah, people used to cheer for me like a year ago. I don't know what happened. People are dumb. I, I'm still the same person. I became the person that everybody wanted me to be. I don't understand why people hate me. I am I still getting hate? He, he, he literally, literally, he literally said that WB fans are just fickle and that he did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Why am I still it. getting hate? <laughs> he doesn't understand. That Seth, Seth literally tweeted some say bullshit dumb shit like last on Twitter. Week. People gonna hate you. Yeah, like, he like doesn't Seth, get just that. shut the hell up and you'd be okay. Like, what is your? Yeah, you come out like, oh, Hulk Hogan, brother, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I I die for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'm out I'm of here. Better bro. than Kenny Omega. 45, legit 45 IQ. I got no let to say, man. <laughs> just, just shut up and wrestle. <laughs> like, legitimately shut up and just wrestle, dog. Good Lord. Uh, also on that podcast, Triple H says that uh, the reason they needed two hours is so they could do more debuts. Now, I don't even know. I don't understand what that means. He said you could have a good one-hour show, but you can't do debuts in an hour. They did do debuts no. in an hour. I don't get it. That's what he literally was like. No, I heard that too. Debuts. But and have you like, also heard understand. that they are literally signing so many people that they can't keep up with it, and they they have to like build on to the 
PC because they legitimately can't hold this many people. Yeah, they have like 300 people signed and they use maybe 25 to 30 people on a weekly basis. They still haven't even got NXT Japan going. They never will. will. They will. They ever. I don't know. They're going to get Sendai Girls and <laughs> WWE was going after Big Japan. That's a deathmatch promotion. What the fuck are they going to do with Big Japan? <laughs> they just heard the name Japan. In yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, shit. They're big? Okay. <laughs> they must be number one. <laughs> yeah. What Are you all like, this is a deathmatch promotion with light tubes. Like, what, what are they going to do with NXT Japan with Big Japan Pro Wrestling? Johnny Gargano is going to go do deathmatches in Japan, dude. It's going to be fantastic. What the hell is this? What is they NXT don't Japan for life? They're like, get a bunch Japan of Japanese people face to face against Johnny Gargano. Oh, God, it's awful. <laughs> It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because you know they took they just like throw half their talent like Cassie Sonos in the UK now, so they're just gonna throw some regular people over there in NXT Japan. All right, we're good. Let's go. Oh yeah, absolutely. I already knew that shit's gonna happen. We didn't even talk about Jordan Miles. Do we want to hit on this stuff at all? Jordan Miles, yeah. I mean, racism exists in WWE and has existed for hundreds of years. It like, are are you kidding me? Like, I could not believe that people were like. The one thing is like he Uncle Tom Jay Lethal and like people like that gave that gave people who disagreed with him the ultimate out for this whole thing. Yeah, like, right, there was there was yeah, no yeah. out for 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 this because like WB has legitimately been racist for like 70, 75, 80 years. They've they were built on racism. And like everyone knows this. Everybody, all the people ever like knows this. But like yeah. when he when he Uncle Tom Jay Lethal, that gave everyone an out to for them to go, oh, Shut the fuck up! Shut up! Like the the Jay Lethal thing, like that was it. I mean, it, it, he obviously had merit in this conversation. Like, even if you wanted to, even if you want to take the blackface T-shirt and like push it to the right, um, there's racism straight out. Period. All the time, anyways. Like, yeah, y- yes, then. this shit. Even if the shirt didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, even if the shirt, like that's what a lot of people. A lot of people were like sticking to, and that and that happened to the Black Lives Matter movement too. A lot of people would stick to the very minute detail about something like they would make it purely about the t-shirt or make it purely about Mm -hmm. Jay lethal and it's like there's an overall message here that you're missing and it's that this company has had systematic racism since its fucking inception right yeah yeah exactly seem to miss a lot of that like i was reading a lot of the responses and stuff and like and people were like he did it to further his own career are you? Is that a joke? Do you think that? Do you think that <laughs> like Jordan Mi- career? Yeah, do you think that Jordan it. Miles going on Twitter and outing the company that he works for as racist bigots is going to politic him into some different position? Are you kidding me? Like that's I was just like, wow, that's that is the biggest stretch I've ever seen. I just um, figured they would never be seen ever again in my entire life. I'd never see ACH ever yeah, again. Yeah, like they. The fact that you can cherry pick black wrestlers in WWE is like a pretty good sign. You don't have to cherry pick white wrestlers because you can literally pick anyone over 80 years. But the yeah. fact that you even have the ability in a in a conversation about re- racism to cherry pick black wrestlers goes to show that there is a, there is an underlying issue. You shouldn't I like you shouldn't have to cherry pick. There shouldn't have to be like Oh, well, Kofi Kingston just had an eight-month reign. It's like, oh, does that make up for 80 years of systematic racism or something? Is that what that, yeah. is that, what that means? Because <laughs> it doesn't. And it's just like, that whole, the whole conversation with Jordan Miles was just, I, like, that, must, that shit must have been just the worst for him reading through that shit. Just 
awful. I feel like we got a little heated. Like there was a lot of BS to unpack this week. Yeah. The, the amount of BS is too much. Um, Try not to get super serious, but sometimes things need to get you super serious. You know what I mean? I think that's a good place to stop this one for this week. Uh, we covered pretty much everything happening in the wrestling world. NXT um, Wubba Dub Dub. We'll be back next week. Of course, we have full gear coming up, so we're going to be talking about full gear. Survivor Series soon after that. We got a lot of pay-per-view stuff coming up, which is nice. I feel like there's been a pay-per-view drought recently, so getting back on track with stuff like that. Uh, go home show for AEW, which is a big deal because it's their very first one uh, TV going into a pay-per-view. So we'll see how they decide to do things. I hope they do it like mm-hmm. the movie used to do where they bring everybody in the ring and they all hit, hit finishers on each other. That's the only That'd way that I'll accept insane. it. Yeah. Everybody's out there and then Cody just comes out and hits his finish like a thousand times on all the inner circle. Let's do it. Yep, and then he loses. Sorry, little man. <laughs> Sammy Guevara's got to go do Bang but Bros videos. They will go 60 minutes. There will be three judges. So yeah, we will get it. There must be a pin. There, <laughs> there must, must be a winner. Yeah, oh, God. The and match cannot be stopped for any reason. For any reason. <laughs> Awful. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys once again. If you guys want to head over to Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. We would really, really appreciate it. Of course, check out the shop stuff, all that good, good gimmick stuff. And uh, a new Texas Deathmatch t-shirt on sale pre-order right now today. Go get, go it. get it. And uh, that's it for Deadlock this week. So uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the next episode of the Deadlock Podcast.